0: Hey, what's up? Super excited you're here today. I'm just happy that you're open to the idea that you could be reading more and that you might wanna be reading more and that you understand that there's a real benefit for all of us. Like our kids are better, we're better, the world is better when we read more and take in a lot less social media and TV. Wow, talk about a strange year when it comes to social media and TV. Maybe that's why I've been reading more than I ever have in my entire life. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you some tips to help you learn how to read more, and I'm also going to share with you 10 books that this year have opened up my mind, opened up my heart, helped me to become a better person, or have just become incredible resources. Some of these books I'm going to recommend that you order the physical copy of, and others I'm going to highly recommend that you do the Audible, because the Audible is just so good. Okay, a couple things. First, I want to thank you for leaving reviews for the show. You guys, can you believe between the Shaleen Show and Build Your Tribe, we have over 63 million downloads? That is crazy to me. I just can't thank you enough, but it does mean the world to me when you take a moment to first double-check and make sure you're subscribed because a lot of you, you just like, you look for the show, you don't realize you're not subscribed. So it would mean the world if you just double-checked and made sure that you're subscribed to both Build Your Tribe and The Chalene Show. They're both really important shows for you to listen to, important podcasts to subscribe to. And if you're in a very giving mood, it would mean the world to me if you took like just 30 seconds out of your day to write a review and share specifically with people like an episode that really helped you or was meaningful. When you do that, you never know, but I just might read your review. And then when I do, that means you get a thank you gift from me. So first, I want to say thank you to A Mac Daddy who left a review on Monday. She said, "I'm 24 and at first I thought this would be a podcast for the older crowd, but I definitely felt differently after listening to a couple episodes. I love listening to this podcast in the mornings. It sets my day. I love it." Okay, girl, A Mac Daddy, be sure to reach out to us. Next review is from Adrian G. She says, I'm a fairly new lifer, two months in, and I began listening because my cousin told me about you and this podcast. I now subscribe to this and Build Your Tribe, and I'm catching up, but I wanted to leave you a review because I just get so many great nuggets from your podcast. Adrian. thank you. Guess what? We've got a gift for both you and your cousin, and of course, we have a gift for a Mac Daddy who I don't have your name signed here, but hopefully you will recognize your Apple username. I am reading every single one of these reviews. And can tell you right now, this is my favorite thing to do before I start a podcast. Thank you to Carrie M and Emily Benz and Ashley and Dawn and Jilly188 and Anne DSM. Like you guys, these mean a lot to me. They give me so much perspective. I appreciate you beyond measure. All right, let's get to it. Well, if you're like me, lately social media has just been a headache, like anxiety. I just am spending less and less time consuming other people's content. I'm so careful. The second I open up the app, I like immediately go to my inbox or to my own profile page because I don't want to see the explore page. I don't want to see my feed. I see so much fighting and anger and division and just, I don't know. It's not good. It is not good. We've talked about the documentary, The Social Dilemma. Many of you have seen it. And it is a problem. It's a problem which I'm a part of, which you're a part of. We are all very addicted to this thing that feels like a necessary evil and managing it is something we're going to have to learn how to do. One of the things, you know, if you were born after 1990, let's say, if you were born after 1990, you don't even know what boredom feels like. But for those of us who are old enough to remember the days when you didn't have a phone, when you stepped into an elevator and you had to look at the person standing next to you and actually strike up a conversation. For those of you who remember what it was like when you didn't have anything to do and you told your parents, I'm bored, and they would tell you, go outside, (laughs) like as if things were going to change out there. But they did because we were forced to use our imagination or our parents told us to read. Do you remember when we used to fly and there was no Wi-Fi and you were forced to bring a bunch of books and magazines and you were actually, you had to read? For whatever reason, we just don't like to be still. We don't like to have nothing on our minds. And so that's why this phone has become so incredibly addictive. I think it's one of the reasons why people are reading less and less and less. Now, I've always loved reading, but I've always been a pretty slow reader But this week, because I got so many people asking the question, like, how do you have time to read so many books? I'm like, am I reading so many books? I will often recommend a book that I'm reading. I'll I'll often go to my Instagram stories and talk about whatever book it is I'm reading if I'm enjoying it. And I was like, am I reading more than normal? So I went to my Amazon account to see like how many books I've ordered in the last year and or audibles that I've downloaded and started counting them up and realized on average, I'm doing about two books a week. I'd say like one and a half books per week is my average. I can actually say I've read the whole book. Now I buy books all the time and I read the first chapter. I'm like, Mm-mm, no, dang it. I wish I wouldn't have bought this book. I get sucked in by the reviews and then you know we'll read one chapter or two chapters and then I start skimming the rest of the book. and I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't like this book. I'm not gonna spend my time. So, that's the first thing I want to tell you is that if you start to read a book and you don't love it, Lord have mercy. Don't beat yourself up for putting that book down. It's a good thing to put that book down to pick up another one that you are excited to read. If your brain is already unwilling to accept the concepts or to, you just find it boring or you're just like, this is all things I've heard before. It's a book filled with cliches. It's just a waste of time. Then don't waste your time. Move on to the next book. Anyways, because so many people have commented, How do you read all of these books? And I picked up on or noticed that this year I've read more books than normal. I sat down to figure out, okay, how is it I've been able to do this? I'm a very busy person, as are you, but I have been able to find more time to read books this year. And that is because I've prioritized reading more books this year. So let me start by just asking you this very simple question. Do you believe your life could be better? You could learn more and you could grow more if you had more time to read books and spent less time on social media. Now, I don't mean to make this episode about social media, but I do feel like because I teach social media, I teach people how to use Instagram, that I also have an obligation to teach people how to use it responsibly and what habit you can turn to to replace the habit of constantly looking at social media. Well, I hope that the answer was yes, you realize it could really improve your life. I mean, the smartest people on the planet are the people who read the most books. Warren Buffett estimates that 80% of his working hours is spent reading. He and Bill Gates both have this habit in common. And listen, I know I'm preaching to the choir. I know, you know, you need to read more. So let's talk about how we can make that happen. First, I have to say that one of the things that has made a huge, huge, huge difference for me in the number of books that I'm able to get through is the use of Audible. So most authors, it used to be back in the day, if you bought an Audible book, you never knew who might be reading it. Today, you're almost always going to get the author reading it. That makes a big difference. Audible books allow you to set the setting at which the speed of the author's voice is sped up. I don't know if they slow it down in production or something, but like even when I listen to my own one through one book, I'm like, why am I talking so slow? So most books, depending on the speed of the author's voice, I will speed it up to 1.5, maybe, it depends on who it is. Like if they speak really fast, I, I only speed it up a little bit, like 1.1, 1. 1, but some of them I can speed up more than others. And that allows me to go through books much, much, much quicker. So when you look at an audible book, let's say the average audible book is between six to eight hours, at least probably 30 minutes of that is intro and epilogue. And if you don't wanna read or listen to those things, you don't need to. And again, you're gonna get through it much faster than that just based on the speed at which you play it. Okay, so here's what this looks like for me. I download the book and then the first hour of my day, I pop in my earbuds and I listen to an Audible book. As you know, because I've said it a million times on the show, I do not go and check other people's social media in the morning. I just don't. I have gotten out of that habit many years ago. It makes for a much happier day. I am in total control of what I'm putting into my brain. And that is a joy. What that does, it gets me excited to wake up in the morning. It's a book that I pick out the night before. I either pick out a book or a podcast. Sometimes I'll do a little bit of both. Sometimes I'll start with a podcast and then I'll go to a book. Or sometimes I'll start with a book and then I'll go to a podcast but I have my earbuds in and I can probably the first hour of my day while I'm just getting ready in the morning. Now, if you have small children, you absolutely can do this. You'll just need to allow yourself to put the book on pause. If the book is just running in the background and your kids are trying to talk to you, that's pointless. You're not paying attention to your kids and you're not paying attention to what you're listening to. So don't just have it, Unlike a podcast, like sometimes it's a podcast, it's no big deal. You can let it play, you can rewind it if you need to. But I do think when it comes to important concepts in a book, I want you to get engrossed in it. I want you to get lost in it. And I don't want you to sacrifice giving your family or children attention. Just be prepared to put it on pause once they wake up. So, my first tip for you is to pick an hour of the day that you're actually going to set aside to be reading. And that might be a physical book and it might be an audible. I much prefer an audible book. I almost always start with the audible, but once I get into an audible, if I realize, oh, I'm going to want to refer back to this, I'm going to want to go through the exercises perhaps, or if I find I'm having a really hard time grasping the concepts, like I have to slow down the audible and I have to really think about it and write notes out, well, then I'll just go to Amazon and I will order a hard copy or the paperback of the book and I'll have it delivered to my house. So a lot of my books I have both on Audible and a hard copy of it. The one hour of the day where I consider my reading time, I am usually listening to an Audible, but there are certain books that I'm going to reference at the end of this podcast that I actually need the physical book out. And I still have that pretty much an hour of the day where I'm devoting that time to reading. So for you, I think you should decide whether that should be first thing in the morning or lasting at night. And I don't think it necessarily has to be an hour. You can start with 15 minutes, even 20 minutes. You know, if you just set aside 20 minutes to read, there's a good chance you're gonna get through at least 30 pages a day. That's huge. As a matter of fact, I have a book by my nightstand, a physical book, because if I can't fall asleep, then I will read. And I try not to use my phone. I'm not going to tell you I'm perfect. There are plenty of times where girlfriend is doing some. She's providing for her family by looking for items the family needs on Amazon. But there's something about reading for me that it just puts me to sleep. If I can't fall asleep, I just either talk to God or I read a book or I do both. My second tip for you is to find hidden moments. So many of us think that like reading has to be the way it was when you were in school where you were like, oh, I'm just gonna drag my butt to the library. I'm gonna sit down on one of those very uncomfortable hard wooden chairs. I'm gonna dress cute in case there's any cute boys at the library. And I'm just gonna sit down and I'm gonna read these books for the next four hours. And you just kind of forced yourself to read hours and hours worth of really boring things. But reading as a pleasure, reading as something that you're doing for you isn't that way. You can read a couple of pages when you can steal away a couple of minutes. So let's say, for example, you are someone who, like myself, is willing to embrace the idea of an Audible book. Like if you're willing to embrace the idea of an Audible book, let me just tell you right now, I promise I can get you reading two to three times more if you'll consider listening to an Audible. All right. In fact, I'm going to put a code If you've already done Audible, this doesn't apply to you. But if you've never bought an Audible book, if you use this code, I'm not positive, so I'm not gonna say it. I'm gonna put it in the show notes. You just click on it. But if you use that link, you'll get your first Audible for free, which is pretty cool. You get your first book for free. But either way, if you're willing to listen to an Audible, I promise you, we can get you through three times more books in the next year. Because so much of your day is spent doing things with your hands that don't allow you to sit down and read a book, but if you're doing things with your hands that don't necessarily require your concentration or your, your mental attention, I can't drive and physically read a book, but I can drive and listen to an audible. I can't blow dry my hair using two hands and read a physical book, but I can blow dry my hair with my ear pods in and still be listening to an audible. And I can make my bed and still be listening to an audible. And I can be getting dressed and collecting my things to go out the door and letting the dogs out and cleaning the dishes and putting away clothes. Like all the things that require me to use my hands, but don't require me to really think hard, I am listening to an audible book. So because of that, on average, I'm probably getting through about two hours a day. And you can do this too. You just find those hidden moments. Anytime where you're not having to mentally concentrate on the activity that you're doing, like I said, those tasks that we just all do randomly throughout the day, they might only take a few minutes, but those are a few minutes where you can get in a few pages and it keeps you off of social media and it keeps expanding your mind. The trade-off, however, if you're not willing to do audibles, when I say not willing, maybe they just don't work for you. Like I have a couple of friends who are like, I absolutely cannot pay attention if I'm listening to an audible and I always say give it another shot like if you can listen to a podcast I dare say you can listen to an audible and pay attention if it's a good narrator but if you can't and you refuse to or you're like I've tried I've tried it just will not work for me then the trade-off is you're going to have to have your book nearby to have those little moments you can steal away You'll need to keep it with you the same way you keep a journal with you or your phone with you. So the likelihood of you doing that is probably a little bit lower. And that's why I say, if you're willing to listen to your books, I promise you're going to get in more. The next tip that's really worked well for me is intentionally replacing time that I would normally just scroll through social media. I've intentionally replaced that activity with the activity of reading. And this might surprise you, but that includes being on the couch watching TV. Now, a lot of us now, when we sit down to watch TV with a family, we're also on our phones. We're also consuming social media. I would just invite you to buy that physical book, have it on your lap, and do some underlining. You know, when it's a commercial, then you can open up your book and get a few pages in. Or if the whole family's watching a program and you're just not that into it, but you want to, like, be with the family and that's what you do, well, then fine. They just be with them, but you're setting an example by reading. We have to impress upon our kids the importance of reading. The most brilliant people on the planet are readers. When was the last time we thought of someone as being incredibly wise and intelligent because they spent so much time on social media? Pretty much never. All right, let me share with you several books that this year I have absolutely loved and I want to highly recommend. I'm going to start by sharing with you a couple that I think are pretty important to have the physical version of. And these aren't necessarily books that came out this year. These are books I discovered this year. And I know some of these books are going to be like, that came out so long ago. Everybody knows about that one. Well, maybe not because I didn't. The first one, you've heard this author on The Shaleen Show and his name is Brad Montague. The book is called Becoming Better Grown Ups. And even if you don't have kids, this is a great book because it really does help you think about how to relate to children. If you're a caregiver, if you're a teacher, if you're an aunt, an uncle, a parent, this is an important book. The next is called I Need Your Love. Is This True? by Byron Katie. This is a book that is like, wow, holy cow. This book is so good. What is it about? This is a book for you to read if you feel like your own value or worth sometimes is tied into how other people feel about you. If you're a people pleaser, if you feel controlled by the emotions, like you're having a bad day if your husband's having a bad day, or if someone doesn't love you or say I love you, then you feel like something's not right, this is an important book to read. It's a little bit about codependency. It's a little bit about being in love with being in love. It's about people pleasing. It's all of those things. Byron Katie is a new author for me, but I guess she's just legendary. Everybody else is like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you're so late to this party. She's a genius. And this book is so good. The next book I want to recommend that you buy is called Exactly What to Say by Phil Jones. And the reason why is you're gonna read this book in like two hours. It's so fast, but you're gonna wanna have it on hand. Because when you need to know exactly what to say is not going to be in those two hours while you're reading the book. This is a reference. You're going to want to go back to this book when you're in a sticky situation, when you have to send an uncomfortable text, when you don't know how to reply. It's great also if you're in sales or if you're a leader, a manager, someone who needs to inspire other people to do things, a great book. A parent, yes, parents have to inspire people to do things. So Exactly What to Say by Phil Jones. The next is Creating Moments of Joy by Jolene Brackley. This is the book you need to have on hand if anyone in your family might in the future experience dementia, Alzheimer's, or a decline of their cognitive abilities. And I know many of you are going through that. This book is such a beautifully written book. It is so good. And because the stages that you'll go through are so different, it just reminds you how to find the beautiful lining in everything, how to create joy, joy for yourself, joy for the person who who it is that you're losing. This is just a remarkable book. And it's one that I want you to have on hand because as your stages change, you're going to need to go back and refer to it. I have to tell you, based on the variety of the books that I've read this year, and I'm not going to recommend all of them to you, but I am going to recommend a few to you that are completely in opposition to each other. And some of you are going to be angry at me that I've recommended this particular book. And then the other half of the audience is going to be furious with me that I recommended a book on the opposite spectrum. But I believe that by reading books written by people who I might not understand their position. It makes me a better person. It makes me a better mother. It makes me a better friend. It makes me a better human. It makes me a better citizen. It makes me more creative. It makes me more interesting. It makes me more informed. It makes me more open-minded. It amplifies my ability to connect with other people. And I think we can create a domino effect if we all were to consider doing that. And it's very different to read a book from someone who has an opinion that opposes yours versus reading a salacious social media post. Having said that, these next two books are books that I recommend you get the physical copies of because there are parts you'll just want to reread and maybe even go back to and think about and discuss with your family and ponder and, and it may be really hard to take it in the first time and maybe parts that you don't see to be true and you want to fact check yourself. These are powerful books. They are Perhaps more on the political spectrum, if you will, but I'm just going to share with you. I'm not going to talk politics, so I'm not going to tell you my opinion on either of these books, but I will tell you that both of these books had a profound impact on the way that I think, and both of these books opened up my mind. The first is White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo, best selling book. The subtitle is Why It's So Hard for White People to Talk About Racism. A lot of great takeaways. Of course, There's some parts of the book where I'm like, "Mm, don't know that I agree with that. But there were so many parts that opened up my eyes. When I shared with one of my black friends that I was reading that book, she asked me to read a book by Candace Owens called Blackout, the subtitle of which is How Black America Can Make Its Second Escape from the Democratic Plantation. I've read both books, and I'm gonna tell you that they are so vastly different, but yet each one helped me to understand perspective. And I think that's important. I think we all could benefit from having some empathy, from trying to come from a place of understanding. Forcing someone to see your point of view never works. I share with you at great risk that I've read both of these books and I took something positive away from both of these books. And I know by saying that there will be a fraction of the audience who just refuses to accept that there's no harm in trying to understand another perspective. And that's okay. You are entitled to your opinion. I'm sharing with you the books that have had an impact on me this year. Now, before I share with you the Audible books that I really recommend you download and listen to, I want to share my gratitude to 3rd Love because they are sponsoring the show tonight. At this very moment, I am wearing my very favorite classic plunge bra, the 24-7 classic plunge bra. I also love their t-shirt bra. Have I mentioned that? Those are my two favorite bras from 3rd Love. That's what helped me to fall in love with this company because unlike other brands, they have a million sizes. They have, Well, actually, they have 80 sizes. So not just A, B, C, D, double D. They've got 80 sizes including signature half cup sizes and you can figure out without trying one on what size you should be wearing by taking their fit finder quiz it takes like less than 60 seconds and when you take this quiz then they have a team of third love experts who will basically help you find your perfect fit it's very simple their comfort and quality of these bras is hands down the best you will ever own the straps don't dig in They don't have annoying like tags on the back of the bra that you have to rip off or they're driving you crazy or itching. They're lightweight. They've got memory foam in them. So they conform to your shape and their bras are very reasonable. They started just 45 bucks. I mean, that's great. You will find your perfect fitting bra. They stand behind their products. And in fact, if you don't love their bra, you can exchange it even up to 60 days. That's pretty crazy. I also support Third Love because they've donated over $20 million in bras to women in need. And right now they're giving you 10% off your first order when you go to thirdlove.com forward slash Chalene. And again, you just take the quick quiz. You'll get 10% off your first purchase. Thirdlove.com forward slash Chalene for 10% off today. Additional books. Now we're gonna move into those that I think you're gonna love on Audible. The first is, this one's huge, it's one I'm reading right now, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Now, he's a pastor, so this is definitely a Christian-based book, which I didn't realize that at first, but like, I think after you're through the first chapter, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I, I wasn't familiar with who he is. I just had a couple of people recommend the book, and I thought I would take a listen, and it's really powerful, and it just... It does have a lot of biblical references in it, but it just talks about social media and why we're so obsessed with doing more and packing our schedules full to the brim and not giving ourselves margins, the space to have something go wrong. You know, there's some concepts in there that are like, I don't know that I'll ever be able to, I shouldn't say be able to, that I'll ever observe the Sabbath in the way that he does, but it's inspirational. And it really made me think. Next up is a book called We Need to Talk by Celeste Headley. And this, again, is a book that was written some time ago, I think a couple years ago, but she reads the Audible and it's really, really good. And who among us doesn't need to have better ability to have difficult conversations? Like this just really breaks it down. Whether it's a political conversation that you need to have or not have at Thanksgiving or finding your voice and sharing your true thoughts with your husband, knowing how to approach an uncomfortable conversation with a best friend or a coworker. She just has so many very practical tips and great stories. Love that book. It was also a very quick read, quick listen. Tiny Habits. You've heard BJ Fogg on the show. This book, literally, when you change your habits, you can change your life. And he breaks down the process of how to change your habits in the smallest, most incremental ways. This is one of those books that I want you to get on Audible because first of all, I love his voice. And secondly, I want you to listen to this a couple times a year. It's that good. Now, there's a lot of books that I have on my Audible list that I'm not gonna share with you because they just weren't my cup of tea. They're bestsellers. And I'm just gonna tell you, I am not a fan of the, I don't know what you wanna call it, but they're just kind of filled with cliches and, you know, you can do it. Don't be a doormat and, you know, take back your power kind of books. And I don't know. I buy them. I try. I see that they have 10 bajillion five-star reviews and I start listening to them. I'm like, it's just like not what I need. I like a little bit tougher love for me personally. And I'm just sharing it with you so that this next book, you understand, like, this is some tough love, I think. It's written by Amy Moran, and it's called 13 Things Strong People Don't Do. And it is some tough love. So if you like my style of podcasting, I think you'll like the style of book. It's not going to coddle you. It's not filled with cliches at all. Like when she was 26 years old, she lost her mother and her husband. She's speaking from some serious experience. And this book is phenomenal. It's really, really good. And it's a quick listen. You don't have to listen to every single chapter, but I'm telling you, it is like tough love. And it'll be like, all right, girlfriend, enough is enough. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Let's go. Here's what strong people do. Do you want to be strong or do you want to be weak? It's awesome, but definitely some tough love. All right. My last two are just yummy, yummy listens, okay? Because of the authors of them. The first is Green Light by Matthew McConaughey. So if you're not a Matthew McConaughey fan, skip it. But if you, love him as an actor. Oh, his voice is just so good. It's captivating. It's interesting. It's thoughtful. Now, this is a book about his life. It's a memoir, if you will, and he's going to get you laughing. He's going to share his philosophical truths. He speaks like a poet, in my opinion, and oftentimes he's reading from his journals that he's kept almost his entire life. Like there's some stories in there that are going to make you cry, like when he tells a story about the bird but you just feel this very like warm connection with him. I love it. And it's also the kind of book that I feel like it's okay if you drift off. Kind of like when I listen to Audible tapes, like where I'm hearing quotes from Marcus Aurelius or a moving meditation, but it's very positive. And the last one might be a little controversial, but man, is it interesting. It's called Darling Days and it's by Io the letters that's their first name, O I Tiller, T I L L E R Wright, W R I G H T. Darling Days by Io Tiller Wright. Hands down, this is the best audible autobiography I've ever listened to. Oh so Io as a child was an actor. And so Io has this ability to play the parts of every person in their family as a child growing up in New York City during like the punk rock 80s, it's just a fascinating book. Io was the host and producer of one of my favorite podcasts called The Ballad of Billy Balls, which was the life story of Io's mother. He was the co-host of MTV's Catfish, the creator of the hit Ted Talk series called 50 Shades of Gay, and today Io is really an activist for helping people understand how to live out their life like to joyfully live out their life as they see fit. I've recommended this book to a few people who wouldn't normally pick up this kind of book. And I'm telling everyone who I've recommended to is like, I could not stop listening. This is one of those books you have to do the audible. It is so freaking entertaining. It's better than the best movie. I'm not usually someone who likes an autobiography, but this one is a must listen. Anyways, those are my picks so far. We're not done with the year. So if you want to know what I'm reading in real time, you'll have to follow me on Instagram. I'm at Shaleen Johnson. And I often will talk about, if it's a book that I am enjoying or that I think will help my audience, then I am usually talking about it in my story. So be sure to follow me there and download a couple of these or order them off of Amazon and let me know what you think. I want to know about your recommendations. I just want to mention to those of you who are on Instagram and trying to grow your Instagram, You probably know that Brock and I did a five-day challenge. It was $27 and it was insane. We had like 5,000 people go through it and they were blown away. But what we've decided to do since then is for the very same price, offer people a 30-day experience. It's called Insta Club Hub. And it's for those of you who have a small following or a large following, you've got tons of questions about Instagram. It is everything you could possibly ever need to know about Instagram. We go live- twice a month. If you miss the live, it's recorded. This is an amazing membership site where once you become a member, once you join, you can log in and like any question you have, you just type it in and it will populate an answer for you that Brock or I have created very recently. And if the answer doesn't pop up, then your question will be emailed to us and we'll either record a voicemail or a video or a written reply explaining to you how to do whatever it is. Like maybe you can't figure out how to get music on your reels or How do I get a swipe up if I don't have 10,000 followers? Or how do I put a link in my IGTVs? Like every question you could have, like how do I promote my products if I'm in a network marketing organization and I don't want to turn people off? How do I get new followers? Everything you could ever possibly need to know about Instagram is covered for you. You get two top Instagram experts for less than a dollar a day. Hey, I want you to check it out, okay? I know you'll love it. Go to instaclubhub.com. Again, it's instaclubhub.com. And I'd love to have you join us. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.